Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Go ahead and check out our thoughts this week as Chris Ardieri and Magic Man Sean Grice stop by and go ahead and share their thoughts on NFL Week 6. Right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, plus, of course, again, the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Twice a week, where we cover the latest Marvel news, the latest DC news, and a certain Taylor Swift movie that is going to take over the box office this weekend. We cover it all right there at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Also, as well, Joe Sorrell, he's back, he's talking. Right there is Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, go ahead and support his company today. If you live in the Southern California area and you need a new lawn in your life, go ahead and check out Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. Plus, also as well, go ahead and check out the guys at Lakerholics.com. They'll be by at 3 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday. That's right. Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, along with Magic Man Sean Grice, they'll be here talking all the great things going on with the Lakers. Lakerholic Spotlight, but go ahead and check them out each and every day. Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, and Mr. Five Things himself, who's performing right now in Southern California. Do-do-do-do-do, playing the guitar right now. They're at normally Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Empire Jeff, also as well, Lakers in Five, and of course, John McCallion. Go ahead and support their great YouTube channels. And speaking of YouTube, please go ahead and click on the little Joe next to the big Joe right there. And when you do, you go ahead and get the latest notifications when we go live on the air because you're subscribed. And we need as many subscribers as we can get because we want to be the best and biggest out there of all the Laker channels. And you can help us out by subscribing today to be a part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, I'm going to dwell on the positive for now. That's the first half of the game today for the Lakers and the Warriors. And the Lakers, with LeBron and AD back in the lineup, look strong. Shot well from the outside. 
At one time, they were well over 50% from behind the arc, well over 50% from the field. Defense was a little bit suspect, but then again, when you have a high-octane offense like the Lakers have shown over the course of the past few games, really didn't matter as the Lakers pulled out to a seven-point lead at the half and scored over, scored 70 points once again. Really, really good. And then, of course, the third quarter, okay, not too bad. Didn't have LeBron or AD out there, but they still maintained uh, you know, some semblance of, uh, I guess we could say, some semblance of the offense, but the defense started to falter. And in the fourth quarter, unfortunately, with the game tied 100-100 going into the fourth quarter, Darvin Ham once again put in the Rooks, as he did before. And once again, the rookies managed to let the lead get away from them. But unfortunately, no magic tricks this time around as a, a controversial call with Jalen Huichafino getting fouled, unfortunately got overturned. And that led to the Golden State Warriors 129 to 125 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are now two and two on the season as they head into their next exhibition game Sunday at 4 p.m. Right there for you against the Milwaukee Bucks. And here today to talk about the good things that went on in today's game, about the, what the rotation might look like, and also who played well in today's game. Good man indeed. First man up, first man here. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic, but he also got out of Caribbean traffic to go ahead and talk about the Lakers. It's an inside joke in our email. Just wanted to let everybody know. But it is the magic man, Sean Grice. Magic man, great to have you here. Uh, talking about the Lakers, I will say again, another impressive performance for Torian Prince. Five of six, four or five from behind the arc. Mr. 40%, as I call him, 17 points, not too shabby. D'Angelo Russell, uh, not too bad as well, 5 of 8. Really solid signs from him, plus 14 with 12 points and 6 assists. LeBron James kind of cruised again through this game, 12 points, 4 of 8 overall. 1 of 3 from behind the arc, 12 points, 5 rebounds. And Anthony Davis, 13 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Not too bad. Seemed like the Lakers were really humming on all offensive cylinders in that first half. And that's what we should focus on because with the help of Christian Wood as well with 13 points and seven rebounds, they really looked good in that first half. Yeah, they did, Gerald. They did. And uh, there was a good sprinkling of Max Christie involved into the offense as well. And he made his open shots in the first half. So hats off to Max Christie. We're looking for him to continue that as well. But for the most part, Gerald, it was what, what you saw is what you get. Um, there were positive signs. Uh, LeBron having five assists and uh, eight shot attempts was actually really nice to see. Um, that means the offense is generating very good shots. If LeBron almost has a one-to-one assist to field goal attempt uh, ratio, Gerald, that means he's not uh, he's not looking to invest in taking bad three-point shots. Uh, yep. If other if other guys are uh, hitting their spots and making the shots, uh, and I agree with Gerald. Um, the offense was humming, and then the third quarter happened, and wheels kind of fell off the bus towards the end. But wow. with the with the rotational players in there, those nine rotational players, Gerald, we scored seventy points in the first half again. Yeah, we we saw the the backup score seventy five. 
So the fact that all of our rotational players managed to score 70, very good sign. Very good sign. Jackson Hayes, unfortunately, did not have uh, quite a good game as well. Three points, uh, one of four from the free throw line and minus 10 overall. Not a rebound from him, which I think was the most concerning statistic right there. This was his by far away his worst performance. Should you take anything from that or do you, should you go ahead and take the good that he's displayed so far? We always talk about how Max Christie is on the fringe of the rotation and Rodell sent us another email uh, for today, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, uh, saying, you know, again, how we are incorrect and he is correct on Max Christie's assessment as far as being in the rotation. He did get some uh, decent minutes today. All I'm saying is Jackson Hayes up until this point was a really solid play, but it looks like after today it's still up in the air on anyone's guess on the back end of that rotation. Yeah, it is. It is, Gerald, because uh, as Jackson Hayes um, play has kind of slid a little bit in this game, Christian Woods played a couple of uh, very good games back-to-back here. Yeah, 13.7 um, rebounds. Uh, Max Christie, though, uh, two of five, but two of three behind the arc and six points. Yeah, 19 minutes, though. Uh, didn't really play much uh, in the second half. Uh, did a lot of his damage in the first half. But, yeah, uh, I would say, it, it, like you, like we were saying, Gerald, it would be interesting to get Joe's thoughts on the rotations. But we, had, uh, we kind of thought that uh, Hayes um, had cemented himself within the, uh, the group of nine, I guess you would call them. Um, I still think he is. It was just a little subpar effort tonight, but that can happen. Ever, uh, Gerald, I think one of the uh, concerns that we had last year has bled over into mm-hmm. this preseason. Well, the, the offensive we, rebounding was killing it, us. It's just, it's awful. It's been an awful problem for a long time. And Gerald, uh, and we were kind of um, speaking aloud about what the issues might be. And Gerald had it. Uh, hit it right on the nail on the head. It's coaching. It's coaching. We see it. You have at least three to four Lakers at one time when a shot goes up that are beneath the free throw line. So there's only one defender ready to go back trailing if there's a transition opportunity. And nobody boxes out unless it's Vando or AD on the floor. These kids and- should be, especially in that la- that last quarter, they should be like a sponge with the coaching staff and just, just remembering everything that's being taught to them. So it's obvious that not enough is being taught to them when it comes to going ahead and hitting the boards correctly. Not at all, Gerald. No. And, and this is going to be extremely frustrating this year. If we're de- if we're going to be a higher um, volume, three point shooting team, um, there are going to be moments when you need at least two guys back there. If nobody's grabbed the offensive board, but, but when you got four out of your five starters beneath that line, you have to emphasize that somebody needs to uh, get the board or at the very least everybody resets because we saw it again. The Lakers unable to uh, grab the, grab the defensive board. And as Gerald said, it's a, it's, it's jailbreak. It's a scrambled egg scenario and that's got to be fixed. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, us here, right here, Gerald Glassford, along with Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. The Lakers unfortunately lose 129 to 125. Also here today, a good man indeed. He is, of course, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is, of course, 
Joe Sorrell. Joe Sorrell from Symblades, Symblades.com. And thank you so much to Intel giving us not one, but two super chats so far. First up, Joe, I'm going to go ahead and incorporate your thoughts because you're back. You got a chance for, to now sit down and watch the full game. What's going on today? Intel Wilds comments in the super chat. Prince played like a king tonight and a lot of threes tonight by both teams. Is this really the new NBA? Your thoughts on both of those comments. In fact, when combined, when you can, you can, Prince was uh, just probably a better representation of that because he hit so well from the outside, Mr. 40%. Hopefully he will be. Well, we're getting a bird's eye view here of why Torian Prince has been inserted into the starting lineup. First of all, the ball movement was phenomenal in the first quarter. Uh, <clears throat> I felt like the chemistry is already connecting. And uh, I was very, very happy with the, the progress, this, the quick progress of that in such a short amount of time. So whatever they did in, in San Diego at LeBron's training camp has obviously helped build some chemistry with this team. And Torian Prince has taken that fifth spot and said, this is my spot. And it's his spot to lose in the next uh, two games. If he uh, continues to play well in the next two games, I will, uh, it's pretty much a, a given that he is going to be the the fifth starter. And <clears throat> I'm very happy. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I'm very happy with the team. I'm very happy with D'Angelo's performance. I'm ecstatic that the ball movement, I'm ecstatic that these guys are hitting those shots that they weren't hitting last year towards the end of the year. It's becoming very positive in that they have depth. You know, this is with Gabe Vincent and Vando not playing today. So imagine if those guys come in and do what they do best, we're going to be in extremely good shape. As far as the rotations are concerned, we talked about this during the game. Uh, Sean, if they do indeed run a 9-10 to 10 man rotation, uh, that means the Lakers are preserving LeBron James. And if you do that with a much lighter LeBron James, for those of you who didn't notice, LeBron has lost a lot of muscle. Uh, I would say if I had to give it a, a visual, I think he's he may have lost about 12 to 15 pounds. Uh, what that's going to do is that's going to obviously lessen the pressure on those knees and those feet. Uh, I believe every pound you have, it's four pounds of pressure on the joints, especially in the legs, the knees, the ankles. So if we're looking at it, you know, there's always been this number that people like to say in terms of his weight, like 260. I've heard 270. I've even heard 280. I think that's a little exaggerated. But let's just say LeBron was what I think he is, 255. He looks like he's about 240, maybe 242, 243. And that will probably help him out not getting let's say, injured, tic-tac injuries, or is it the knick-knack injuries, I should say, not tic-tac. So that's that's something that uh, is positive as well. I wasn't expecting that, but it looks like LeBron, uh, it looks like LeBron does not want to retire in 2025. <laughs> so, but that's a discussion for another time, but I'm very, I was very excited. And as much as you guys continue to just be negative about everything, I'm going to pull in some positive stuff here. 
I was very happy with how the young guys played in in the second half. Uh, in in the, in spots, obviously they were not perfect, but I was actually pretty impressed at their chemistry. And if not for a stupid idiot moron blind dip stick refereeing not being able to know what a goddamn foul is maybe hood shafina would have hit the game winning free throws and we'd be singing his praises today or tonight because believe it or not this may have been his best controlled game he had five assists he was getting the ball to the open guy he just couldn't make squat in terms of shots. But he didn't get a chance to make maybe two free throws to win the game because you have stupid idiot morons who don't know what a foul is, who don't know that getting hit in the face on a shot apparently is a reversible call. Not only did they not only did they call not a foul, it was reversed. The last time I checked, isn't it supposed to be inconclusive? Or conclusive? Because today looked like it was inconclusive. Yet they changed it. Which one is it? So I'm not going to dog the team. I think the refs can all fall off a cliff at this point. That's my only negative for the game. Uh, Hood Shafino needs to go to the gym. Uh, and I mean go to the gym and just shoot the ball. Seriously, that's all. You just shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Getting into the ball. lane was pretty good for him distributing it keek looked good it's just that shot is absolutely awful at this point in time. it's a confidence thing it's obvious it's a confidence thing uh demoy hodge demoy hodge we said this during the summer if demoy is is gonna put up this kind of effort and if he's gonna hit his shots he got some steals too he is going to have a career in the nba he is going to have a career in the nba and as far as our guy during the summer Colin Castleton, I'm going to say right now, in two seasons at most, Kyle, Colin Castleton will be our starting center. Unless we get some freak trade or free agent that's a center, Colin Castleton, watch out for him. I was absolutely just elated at how good he looked tonight. And uh, I'm overall, I'm just, I'm, I've been, I was, I was already pretty, pretty happy with the, with the team's performance in preseason. They've done everything I wanted them to do in this preseason. And this was even before I watched an entire full game because I didn't really watch the first three games. I was just too mobile, too busy, either being in certain spots where I couldn't watch the game. But I, I, I did catch certain games in spurts. Uh, but I'm already very happy with, with everyone's performance, even the ones that didn't play as well. At least you saw some chemistry. At least you saw some some effort there that, that they, you know, that's all you can ask for, for with the young guys, especially they're putting the effort in, they're trying, but the starters and maybe the guys from seven to eight, Hey man, I'm ready for the NBA season, man. I'm very happy. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? 
Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Nice. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers unfortunately lose in the fourth quarter, and Hayes wasn't bad. Twenty-nine to one twenty-five. I didn't look. I, I have very low expectations for Jackson Hayes. I'm going to be honest. I, that's just me. Okay. I well, today he was today he was bad, Joe. Well, one of three, he, 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 one oh. of four from the line, no rebounds, three points, and minus ten. This and was the, by uh, far his bad, his the, worst game. The the likelihood the likelihood of the loss tonight, guys unfortunately was 14 missed free throws if they make half of those the lakers probably win this game so if i had to pick a why they lost tonight i'm not blaming the refs even though they deserve it because they're idiots uh i'd say those free throws were the ones that that ended up costing the game but but also joe he's seven feet and he got zero rebounds uh gerald there's a reason Uh, why he was available I understand that, but I'm just saying you were saying not, he didn't I'm play not, bad tonight, but I'm just I, saying I don't, he I don't, was disappointing tonight. Right, but he's see, been good throughout the exhibition season. He just had a I just he, he he's unfortunately not likely going to be an impact player. He's going to be a fill-in player, and that's his position. So I just I don't I didn't even notice, honestly. I, I was more focused on the pick and roll, I was more focused on ball movement, how the floor was spread. Uh, I was looking at the guys that I think can be X factors. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell, Christian Wood, Torian Prince. These guys all did exactly what I was hoping they would do. And I'm, at this point, that's how I'm looking at it. If Jackson Hayes does anything good, it's just icing on the cake. If he doesn't play well, it is what it is. It's just what it is. Once again, the Lakers unfortunately lose 129 to 125. Magic Man, again, when we really talk about the game, we really have to talk about what happened in the first half because that's really where the Lakers utilized all their players that they had available to them. Christian Wood, a guy who's been under the gun from this show and quite a bit of the audience that's out there, one way or the other. It just seems like he's been very... Uh, divisive amongst the fan base and you know I, I said that this guy is going to shoot and he's going to shoot a lot and he's going to shoot even more today it was it was actually really in line with what the lakers were doing in that first half 13.7 rebounds again defensively i'm not going to go ahead and fault him because defensively everyone should be at fault when you give up 129 points but your thoughts on christian wood and i know you've been of the individuals out there in the Lakers fast break panelists, you've been the one that's been probably the one that's been the most, you got to see Christian Wood even more than me, your thoughts on Christian Wood's performance today. And is this Christian Wood you'd like to see during the course of the season? Definitely Gerald. Uh, how many minutes did he play again tonight? Uh, he played was tonight, it uh, 13, 13. 13. Yep. That's uh, great. A point a minute. 
Well, not only a point a minute, Gerald, he had seven boards. It's almost a, bo a board every two minutes. So yeah. only that, a minus four, but yeah, that's if fine. he's on the board, if he's on the boards and shooting relatively, uh, you know, not pedestrian Gerald, then yes, I agree. You know, obviously we could all see the talent. I you can see him. It's good body language so far, Gerald. He's not sulking or pouting. He's not by himself on the he's getting good coaching. It looks like he's uh, fitting in well. So all he's playing well. And like you said, Gerald, it seemed like tonight he fit like a glove into the system. He kind of came in, understood what was trying to be done, just played his game. Yeah, you know, bravo to Christian Wood. He looked good tonight. I will say I, I will oh, say ahead, this I will say this though I will say this yes uh, like of all the people on the on this panel uh, I saw the that almost almost Gerald almost, almost caught almost. myself caught myself there thank you <laughs> yes yes I'm getting better at that uh, I was the one who who was complaining the most about the officiating. And I'm sure Joe and Gerald couldn't give two about it at the time, but they but they also eventually saw the problems. And Joe, I agree with you. You know, one of these officials has almost almost a thousand games coached in the NBA, and the other guy has less than two hundred. But you know what? The rules are the rules now, and they they're copping out the refs, Joe. If if uh, a shot like that goes up, and there's a difference of opinion. They can always play the ambiguity card, Joe. They always go, well, he saw one thing. I saw I saw it a different way, and now we're going to have a jump ball. Instead of instead of just admitting that nobody nobody knows what happened, and you and you let the replay be the ultimate decider. What they should see is a turd pie in their face. That's what they should see. <laughs> they'll see that. But then yeah, no. Know. Uh, uh, Gerald, it was a it was a case of you know Wood was kind of picking up uh, Hayes's lack of production, as opposed to you know a couple games ago where it was the reverse. So I I think this is just going to be a kind of a sprinkling into what we're going to see throughout the season. But I'm glad that uh, Christian Wood played well. Hopefully it uh, it it portends to uh, 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 an efficient beginning to the year because as we've seen. That ball is not coming out of the post if he gets mm -hmm. it in there. He's pretty much the Al Jefferson running cycle of his generation. That ball is an abyss once it goes into the post. Once again, it's the Lakers, unfortunately, falling just a little bit short tonight, 129 to 125. Fourth game of the exhibition schedule. The Lakers' next game is Sunday at 4 p.m. against the Milwaukee Bucks, but Joe, tonight, again, you got to be satisfied with what you saw in the first half, 70 points, uh, another high-octane first half for the Lakers. That seems to be a growing trend so far in the exhibition season where you see the majority of the starters playing with each other. Are you encouraged by that? Because obviously, can't expect 55% from behind the arc every single half, but it seems they're finding ways to score and score well in the first half when they do have all their starters or all the guys out there? I don't know. Uh, if They keep making their shots, so maybe we can expect it. What I don't want to expect is 62% from the free throw line. That was the only bad part tonight, yeah. and that's likely what cost them the game. But most of those shots that were missed 
were from uh, our secondary players. So with that, we're we're in a position now where the team already has an identity. Remember how we were talking about identity a lot the last few years? What's this yeah. team's identity? Well, the team's identity right now, what they're developing is they're developing depth and they're developing ball movement. And if they start making shots, you are going to have a problem. Because if you're going to make shots, that means AD is going to be on one is going to be in one on one situations, and LeBron's give and go offense is going to be off the charts. I didn't see too much fast breaking. Right, that was a big part of our game during the title year, and the reason why that was is because usually LeBron was the initiator. Right, he was the guy that would push push the ball. That's why he won the assist title that year. So I don't assume that. I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to assume that they're going to be doing something similar to that. But I think what they are going to do is they're going to push the ball up. They're going to move the ball, create space with the guys that they have right now. Christian Wood being a big part of that, especially if he can play with AD. And the Lakers are going to be able to basically shoot with not a lot of people in their way. And if they make those shots, they can't sag anymore. No team can sag. You're going to have to go one on one, and you're going to have a problem then if you have to deal with AD and LeBron one-on-one. So I I just, I'm, I'm very happy guys. I I really am. I I was happy. I told you uh, before. Until that bad call by the way. Until that, well, the bad call was more of a, a reaction to the, to, to stupidity. It was even beyond basketball. I, I cannot understand how, if I'm in a room with those clowns. Okay. Just imagine this for a second. Okay. I walk in. Imagine me walking in and I turn the TV on and those idiot refs are there and hopefully Adam Silver's there because he needs to be there. Okay, guys, I have one question. Just indulge me. You play it. What is this? You see how he how Jalen got hit in the face? You guys call the foul on that. And then you see this? I'll rewind it. You see this? He got hit in the face. He got hit in the face. You guys gave flagrant ones all mother effing year last year because of that. Hold on. Let me rewind it again. I'm going to rewind it. He got hit in the face. You called a foul while it was going, and then you reversed it. Why? I want to know why. Why did you reverse it? There's two reasons why you reversed it. Either you're an effing moron or you're blind. And it looks like y'all walked in here, so I don't think you're blind. So what does that, what does that leave us? And you didn't give Jay. You know what that could have maybe done, you know, to Hood Shafino? Could you imagine? He gets to the line. We're down one. He hits both free throws. The Warriors come back, miss a shot. We get the rebound. We win the game. You have any idea what that does to his psyche? They just took that away from him because they're idiots. Pure, stupid idiots. There's no other way to look at it. And you ruined what was really a good game with your stupidness. How do you justify that? You, I, 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 I'm, everybody can see it. Go ahead, go go look at it if you recorded the game. You get hit in the face and you don't call it a foul. I don't know what is a foul anymore then. What's a foul? Oh, he didn't hit the he, he hit the ball. Dude, the, the hand hit him in the face on the follow-through. By the way, that's a great movie. <laughs> Fargo. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you, Mark. Go ahead, I- Sean. I got shot in the face. <laughs> That's what Joe sounded like. Just a little bit. 
But it's, okay, I mean, I mean, it doesn't set a, it doesn't set a good precedent, and the Lakers got two technical year, fouls again, uh, in the game as well. I mean, could you imagine? Just, just imagine if this was a regular season game. Imagine. I don't. I don't want to because okay. I would protest. This is I would just nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. I would have even bought Lewis, Mister Celtic Lewis, if he had said, "I, I didn't see the arm. I was paying attention to, to the ball." Okay, I'll buy that. Just, just, just buy it. I'll buy it. Let's say I'll, we all, we buy it. He didn't see it. This one, they had a chance to go, get tea, get some crumpets, watch what they already called was a foul, a non-foul, after looking at the guy get hit in the face. Three guys. And and whoever was in New York. What the hell was the guy in New York doing? What's his job? Huh? Slapping He's his probably hand? asleep. It's late huh? for him. It's, what are they it's doing past in New York? 12 midnight. Yeah, exact, exactly. 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 This doesn't make sense. When it doesn't make sense, you have to talk. You have to speak up. What's going on? Where is – what's going on? Like, what do you what – what's going on? I just want to know what's going on. Why? Uh, oh, no, definitely. I mean, Rob and uh, Darvin Ham are definitely going to send that uh, to the NBA. Oh, are they going to apologize? Of course they will. Is that what they're going to do? They're going to apologize of course, of course for the eighth time? They are. Okay, thank you. You know where you can stick that apology, right? Mm-hmm. Right on Park if, Avenue. Because if this was a regular season game, that that's a big call. Right. It's it's it, it was terrible. I mean, beyond terrible. Uh, the preseason game or not, it's it's just I don't know. I don't know. I. But uh, I, I wanted to stay. I wanted to really start the show with feeling good positive it's because you point to what's positive and you point to what's stupid i mean i guess those things sometimes go hand in hand at the same time but it's it the lakers look good i i i I, they look good and if these guys don't get injured man we are in for a fun season not saying we're gonna win it all but man they're gonna this is the best team my opinion since 2020 might even be a little better if they uh if they continue to progress once again, the Lakers unfortunately lose 129 to 125. It is Joe Soro, aka Ox1947 from LakersBall.com and Symblades, Symblades with a Y.com, along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Magic Man, uh, I do want to go ahead and look at also as well Rui Hashimura. Rui just seems like plus 11 today, eight points, just seems to be cruising. He's, I think he's, you know, his time spent with LeBron, I think he learned a lot of things this summer. And I think the real realization that he signed a nice contract. Uh, he doesn't really need to prove too much right now. He just needs to find a rhythm. And even though the numbers don't scream out at you anything, it just seems like so far in the exhibition season, he's just been going through the motions and doing just fine. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, seems like it's just uh, uh, steady Rui. Um, yeah. thir- 13 to 25. Anywhere from you know eight to fourteen to six to fourteen, Rui's like he's bare. He's I, I think it's been a while since he shot less than forty percent from the field, Gerald, uh, in a Lakers game. So you know he's hitting his shots, and like you said, I think he's just more comfortable now. It feels like he's like 
it feels like he's finally comfortable and he can just roam around, decide whether or not he wants to be off the ball or on the ball. Uh, made a great pass down low to uh, Anthony Davis in the first quarter. Um, found a mismatch. He was on Chris Paul. Uh, backed back to the basket in the post. Um, TJD tried to come over and help a little bit, Gerald, but Rui found that wraparound pass. It was a nice, nice little accent to what he's been uh, learning because obviously, Gerald, like you said, he's been a sponge this year with LeBron. It's paying dividends already. I will ask you, though, Joe, uh, one name that has done pretty good in the short amount of games he's been in there, like LeBron, limited time action, was Austin Reeves. He looked really comfortable distributing. Also as well, six of nine uh, for today, 16 points. Uh, really solid today's work. I was really impressed with him. Seems to be coming in. You don't want to overwork him, overtax him. Uh, like uh, Intel Wild. <laughs> Put the super chat in there, effing morons. I agree. So he agrees with you on the refs, Joe. But Austin Reeves, getting back to him, really solid in today's game and really looking like he's ready to go for the regular season. He had 15 points, and I didn't even know he did. A lot of times you can judge a game, a player's performance by it. You haven't really noticed what he's done, and all of a sudden he's got 15 points and eight rebounds. So it looks like he's he's getting to that level of this is just what I do. I'm about him. So since he's about him and one of his monikers is Hillbilly, uh, Gerald, you'll appreciate this being a wrestling fan. So should his new name be Hillbilly him? Like Hillbilly Very Jim? Very good. So I think we should start calling him Hillbilly him because he's him. And tonight, he was him. Unnoticeable, too, at least to me. Uh, but then again, I was paying attention to Christian Wood and Torian Prince. We already know who Austin Reeves is. I think his defense is a little loose, let's just say. I, I saw some 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 defense there that I, I'd like to see him tighten up a little bit. But other than that... You're talking and, about Christian Wood, correct? Uh, no, I'm talking about Austin Reeves. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Rui, as far as Rui, you had mentioned Rui. Rui looks very comfortable. Looks like he hasn't even taken anything off from the end of last year. Uh, loved his his ability to get to his spots. Loved the shots. Loved the shots going in. Uh, I just think everyone's doing their work, man. I'm very, very excited, guys. I, I can't tell, I can't say it enough. I, I was excited after the second preseason game, actually. And... Uh, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing off the next couple games so that we can get ready to go here against Denver to start the season. And if we can win that game, oof, we can start putting putting the putting the worry about on teams. Once you do that, letting everybody know, hey man, we're here to we're here to come back and we got to get number 18 up in that rafter, man. So I ask Sean this question. Okay, so far we've seen some very impressive first halves by the Lakers when they've been playing their guys. And it's led to a lot of 65, 70, 75 point outings so far in the first half. Obviously very good numbers offensively. What kind of confidence does that give you heading into the regular season? A lot better than last year, that's for sure. Um... <laughs> that's like a night and day, my friend. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is night and day. Um, yeah, uh, I kind of feel spoiled this year, Gerald, with uh, those offensive outbursts. Um, definitely. Uh, not not uh, not a lot of trepidation or nervousness as like last year when those first two games were shot like 2 of 44, 2 of 45 from distance. Um, like there's going to be, there's going to be dry spells, uh, for all these guys coming up. Like sometimes they're just going to end up in the desert, but hopefully with the depth we have, Gerald, it, it feels like it's not going to be three or four guys in the desert at the same time. Uh, a couple guys are going to be able to find a, a body of water, uh, especially if Torian Prince continues to, to, uh, shoot the lights out. He's going to be wet. For 82 games and into the playoffs, that poses well for the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, I would say from last year to this year, last year out of a confidence meter of 10 on a shooting, I was at like a minus four. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, I think I'm at like a plus six, plus seven. feel a lot better. I feel a lot better right now. Obviously, a lot. They, they seem to be meshing very well, Joe, on the offense. Let me ask you this. I know you said you were really seriously, I guess, concerned about the defensive part because the Lakers did give up 63 in each of these games. Obviously, when you're scoring so much, you have a lot of possessions. You're giving the other team a lot of chances to go ahead and score baskets on their own. You know, obviously, the 70 to 75 points a game the Lakers have been you know, scoring in the first half has been great, uh, but is the 60 to 65 points in the first half that they've been giving up be of any concern for you in these first four games? Well, if you're going to play, if you're going to play fast and want more possessions, you're going to have to likely loosen a little on defense because you, you can't, you can't play shutdown defense on a, in a free flowing uh, game. If you look back in the eighties, I think the average points per game were 110, 111. I can remember correctly. And that's pretty much where we're at right now in this day, in this era. And uh, would you say that Michael Cooper and Andrew Tony, Mark Eaton weren't good defensive players with teams scoring 110, 111 points every game? No. Uh, it's just a different NBA, guys. You're not going to really get too many shutdown guys. And then again, you do have a shutdown defensive player of the year who was a guard who was not very effective for the Boston Celtics in the playoffs because he couldn't make shots. So we play good defense, timely defense, make shots. We need to make shots in the NBA now. Defense is okay. Uh, I'd say the defense in the NBA is very reminiscent of the running back in the NFL. Yes, it's nice. It's a luxury to have good defense and a good running back, but it's not a necessity. You don't need a Gary Payton in his prime or a Dikembe in his prime to win. If you don't believe me, Rudy Gobert has three defensive player of year awards. What's your assessment on his game and what he's done in his career from a, you know, winning standpoint. You guys, I understand. I get that, but you're, so you're not concerned at all that, you know, they could go ahead and rectify this, any defensive issues or concerned by the time the playoffs roll around? Well, I don't know if necessarily it's a problem. I just think this is what it's going to be. If okay. they can, you do have the ultimate defender. And when you need to stop somebody, 
We have somebody. We do have a Deion Sanders on our team. And that's Anthony Davis. So, but you can't have a stout defense. You can't play shutdown defense and expect to run and gun and, and try to make shots and get a rhythm in, 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 in opening the floor and getting open shots for threes uh, for a 48-minute game, especially when you have uh, a, a, an older player who needs to not play a lot of minutes. If this was LeBron James, Miami, hell yeah, you can pretty much do whatever you want at that point. You can play lockdown defense. You can run and gun. You can dunk on people. You can shoot. But we're not in the position there. Right now, this team's identity already is floor spacing, get the ball to the open guy, make the shot. And then when you need to, get 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 the ball to Anthony Davis and let him do his thing. So, Sean, let me bring it back to you. I mean, obviously the Lakers shot very well in the first half, which led to their lead. Is this something that you can see continuing? Because, again, we've distressed on it all summer, at least I have. The Lakers, on 31 attempts, they were 25th in the league in accuracy as far as being able to shoot the ball. Also, they were one of the teams that were shot the least amount of threes. So I ask you, my friend, uh, are you – you know, obviously looks like the Lakers are more prepared to shoot a lot more threes this season. Are you uh, actually confident that the Lakers will improve on both those numbers going forward? And do you think it's a good idea taking away from what they did in last season, now focusing more on the three-pointer this season? Good questions, Gerald. I think uh, statistically they should be better. Now that doesn't mean that they will be necessarily. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, in the regular season last year, Gabe Vincent did struggle shooting the three. This is true. And there were times when Austin Reeves struggled, uh, especially in the first half and a little bit of the second half, but got better in the last uh, two months. Uh, I would say, Gerald, I think we're hoping for the same thing. I think we'll finish somewhere between maybe 20th and 15th, maybe 17th, 18th in the league. That's, you know, if we're, if we're average or just a little below average, it's going to mean a higher efficiency for the offense. The offense will be a little bit better. I would also say that our half-court offense would also obviously be better if the three-point uh, percentage went up. Our half-court offense was garbage, garbage, garbage. Let me repeat that. Garbage. garbage. Or wait, actually, you know, don't based you mean off rubbish? Of playback. Yeah, don't you mean rubbish? That's exactly what I was going to say. Rubbish, sure. We'll call We're it rubbish. We're sophisticated here. Rubbish, compost. Um, junk. No, junk. It yeah, was. We're, we're, so, I, I, you know, that. Watch that's, out, Joe's buttoning up his shirt. That's also that's also part of the reason of, you know, hopefully bringing in a Christian Wood and a Gabe Vincent for shot in the arm in that half-court offense, Gerald, because it looks like they were trying to uh, be efficient there. They had, uh, I think uh, between the, the two games, Vincent and Wood were in there. They had about, yeah, that, that's not a good look for you, Joe. You kind of look like, uh, uh, what's that guy's name from um, Friday? Debo. With a turtleneck? Like yeah. Looks like he's going to go into the priesthood. <laughs> 
But let me let me, let yeah. me say this though. What you know, Gabe Vincent was not in the lineup today. He's a streaky shooter. You saw him shoot well the last exhibition game, but struggle on the previous two. So he's going to give you again his his shooting is probably going to be somewhere in the in the mid 30s, and that's probably pretty much what you can expect. Him, we're going to use a little bit more for on ball point defense against the smaller guards and to be able to try and settle down the offense to be able to play well enough functionally in the half court. That's why he's here. You know, Torian Prince, Christian Wood, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and of course also as well Austin Reeves, those are the shooters for us right now. Those are the guys that are going to have to get it done. I mean, if you're respecting LeBron and AD to shoot more, that's fine. We've talked about it. We discussed it. Zangerstein and I went back and forth on it. But the efficiency-wise, Sean, it's going to have to come for those four guys. Yeah, 100%. Gerald, in, in battle, if uh, if your catapults are not working, uh, what do you need to do instead? Well, You, st- uh, you storm yeah. the gates. You mm-hmm. storm the gates, right? And, uh, Gerald, do we have the requisite drivers and uh, high IQ players if the shots aren't falling? That they understand that we can always reset and look for 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 a better shot for a be, for a better person uh, because you're right that's that's another reason why Vincent's in there he wasn't in there tonight but he's he's the brain out there when LeBron and AD aren't and if uh, we've seen it Gerald uh, Austin Reeves Rui Hashimura and he, even Christian Wood now they all can get hypnotized. And uh, just very fascinated with ISO ball and uh, to the detriment of the team. Because oftentimes what happens is a player goes into that ISO out of the offensive flow that we're already in. That didn't happen today. It didn't happen today. There weren't really a lot of like really scattered ISO situations. It was everybody kind of playing in a circle. And that's what I'd like to see, even if the shots aren't falling. Well, the Zanger sign says, if your shots are falling, driving is easy, uh, Magic Man and Joe. But also, if the opponent respects your shooting, the lane is also there. Yeah, something, but I, I something, mean, hold well, on. Let me, just wait. Fin- <sighs> let, me just, let me just finish this, Magic. We were discussing back and forth, Zanger Stein and I, back and forth on on what, uh, and I know Joe was in the, in the uh, actual chat room at the time, when we talked about what Darvin Hebs said about just you know having AD shoot six threes a game, they don't respect AD shooting. They're giving him that. So if that's the case, the lane won't be there if they don't respect your shooting. That's just you know I don't know. I again I don't want to go to back into the argument I had the other day with. Well, Zanger you don't need that. to, but I mean, while well, while well, that is true, how yeah. how how do you explain the fact? That in back-to-back years, the Bucks played Z's way, and then they played it the other way, and they ended up losing in the in a five-game series against the Heat. Because yeah. you know what, the Heat the Heat weren't making all those shots. The Bucks had a 15 and a 16-point lead in games three and four, Zangerstein, and Miami didn't shoot their way out of it. They started they started moving the ball and hitting their mid-range shots. So you know what. I agree with you, Z, but guess what? Uh, um, it's just who is taking those shots, yeah, you know, and, you know, Sean. That's what I'm worried about. It's just 
if you're asking AD, yeah, sure, Joe, there are different yeah. ways to skin a cat. Like yeah. there, it's it's not a it, it's not always as simple as if. Of course, if you're hitting the open shots, the lanes will be open. Of course, yeah. but uh, there are different ways to to skin that cat, even if the shots aren't falling. Uh, exactly until well, but has he proved he can consistently knock them down at any point in his career outside the playoff runs? Oh yeah, no, no he hasn't. He, hasn't. he shot. He shot fifty. Okay, so AD shot fifteen threes total last playoffs. Fifteen in sixteen games, and me and Gerald went over this the other the other day. The most he's ever shot in a season is three and a half, and that was during the bubble season, and it declined significantly the next season. He went from three point five attempts to two point eight. A quarter, he leveled off a quarter of his attempts. He's been under 30% the past three seasons. That's the only thing. And Joe, when you, so let me ask Joe this. Let me get Joe into this. Uh, And thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. I'll I'll get you, come back to you on this. But I wanted to get Joe because he's not been here to go ahead and talk more about this. Is that when you hear Darvin Ham telling AD to shoot, he wants him to shoot six times a game. I don't think, like Zangerstein said also as well, admittedly he's not going to shoot it six times again but that just means he wants him to take more threes is that really a good idea joe if he hits two out of the six but he's only been at 33 percent two or three times in his career what's two out of six hey joe so uh that's 33 percent. but again he's been statistically only at that level two or three times in just answered your question Again, you're he's, you're not, but you didn't answer it by saying a yes or no. Point is, I don't know necessarily if Darvin Ham said that in saying that he's going to make him shoot six. I think no, but he said he would like him to. Shoot. If the if the opportunity presents itself and it's within the offensive scheme, yeah. And today he he made one, didn't he? He did make one. Yeah, absolutely. So I I I don't really care about the semantics of this. All I care about is. What I saw today was I saw ball movement and I saw wide open shots and it wasn't just one or two guys. It was four and five guys and they made the shots. You do that and it doesn't matter if he's shooting six, ten, four. That means everyone's getting their thing. It opens up the lane even more. Now if you roll the ball back a different way because you're not worried about AD shooting the shot, now it's going to open up other things for everyone else. So I can see the concept. I can see why he's doing it or suggesting it. But uh, the, the Lakers are going to have to go another level here, guys. They're going to have to get better. Even LeBron and AD need to be a little bit better in the areas that they weren't good at. So what was LeBron not good at last year? Shooting threes. Shooting threes. What was AD not good at doing last year? Shooting threes. Shooting threes. Even shooting mid-ranges. So improve a little there. How are you going to improve unless you actually take the shots? So that's your answer there. Uh, I just think the more you ask, and, and, and again, outside, the less you're, you're it, getting inside it where it's really yeah. more efficient. This team's going to be able to adapt to who they play. So if you're having one of those nights where no one's hitting anything and you got to stop the other team, that's when you put Vando and Gabe Vincent in the lineup. And you have AD, Rui, and then LeBron. That team's going to be more defensive-oriented. They're going to be more doggy-like, right? They're going to be on you one-on-one. So 
this team is versatile if you need to go that route. That's something you should you should understand as an 82-game season goes on. We're, we're going to have several nights where we're not making shots, especially now with load management being curtailed a little. Uh, but the horses look like they're ready to, to run here, guys. I, I, I'm, we're probably going to know shortly. We have a very difficult schedule to start the season. If these guys come out the gate 10-5, and five, that's good. The NBA is going to have a problem with the Lakers. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers unfortunately lose 129 to 125. Their next game is 4 p.m. on Sunday. Please join us. Playback.tv says Lakers fast break. Sean, uh, you know. So Z, that before you go on, I have to, you know, I have to answer this. I'll bring it up. For those of you who've ever played sports, you ever heard of rhythm, consistency, feel? You know, if you guys are going to expect somebody to be consistent playing six minutes, I'm sorry, not going to happen. Okay? 20 minutes, yes. 25 minutes, yes. But we have to understand that this team has some depth and this team has a certain philosophy coming into this year that they're all that everybody needs to be on the same page and understand it's going to be very 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 matchup heavy they are going to set these lineups they'll still probably have the same starting lineup all year because that's important too but we are going to be or i should say the lakers are going to have matchup decisions that darvin ham is going to make depending on who they play and how that day is developing and players lonnie walker Perfect example. I'm going to bring it up more and more as the time goes on because everybody remembers what happened. And it's important to remind people of that because when the hell did Lonnie Walker play until that playoff game against the Warriors? I actually don't remember. But what did he do? He didn't bitch. He didn't whine before. He got called. He actually helped win a, a playoff game. So it's possible, especially in the regular season. If he can do it in the playoffs... These guys, if they bought into the system, if they bought into what's going to happen or what they want to do, these guys can do the same, and that's that's the mentality they need to get in, that they need to have to go in the season. And I and right now they're showing that they are. So, Sean, we bring it back to you, my friend. Again, I don't mind them taking more threes. It, to me, it's just about the fact that you got you brought in, and you've developed guys who can shoot the three more efficiently. My thing is that instead of having AD shooting extra threes, keep him where he's best suited and then allowing the guys who are supposed to hit the threes to hit the threes and take more threes because of it. Yeah, I'm 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 like I I don't understand why everybody is now trying to turn Anthony Davis into Dirk Nowitzki. He's not Dirk. He's not going to be Dirk. He never was Dirk. 
His yeah, game is bread. It's the bread and butter mid range, mid post in, sixteen feet in. That's his game. We saw it last year, Gerald, yeah. and obviously part partial of of uh, 21, 22, He's been struggling with his mid range. It's been yeah. a little off, and you know I don't want a player who averages uh, twenty six and twelve uh, spending. Uh, mindless and meaningless possessions, empty calories, below the three-point line, shooting shots that other guys on the floor are better equipped at to make than he is. Mm-hmm. It And, Gerald, we've also talked about our rebounding issue. So you're going to take your best rebounder and move him as far away from the basket as you physically can multiple times a game? I don't know. I don't know that 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 sounds like people are are chewing on too much peyote, um, expect, expecting him to all of a sudden uh, become this uh, world be a world beating shooter. That's not his game. We know what AD is capable of. Because the Lakers have been rebounded, virtually, I think I, I don't know if every game. I'd have to go back and look, but they've been rebounded in most of the games so far this exhibition season, and they were out rebounded tonight. Yes, by a smaller substantially, substantially smaller. smaller team yes. and c- comment comments were made throughout our chat and comments were made throughout every everybody else's chat or living room talking about the same thing the warriors look small the warriors look small compared to the lakers Gerald. oh look at the warriors they're small oh yes and according to the box score that small team out rebounded you can't happen. Can't happen. And, and it, Zangerstein is still saying, how many threes did AD take so far in the exhibition season? That's not within the flow of an offense. The thing is, when you have him outside at the three-point line, that's not utilizing him in the best flow of an offense shot. No, no, it's not, Gerald, because scouting report says the further you can get Anthony Davis out on the perimeter, the less effective he is. Everybody knows this. Everybody. This is a Dirk Nowitzki. If you if you flashed Dirk on the perimeter, Dirk was able to do one of two things that AD cannot do. He was able to, on a dime, flip you over, put you back to the basket, like 18 feet back, back your ass down, and shoot over you. AD is not AD does not have that assertion, Gerald. We know it. It's 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 an aggression that you need if you're going to play that high-volume three-point shooter as a power forward and center. It's not there. 16 feet in, it's his game. The other thing that Dirk could do is he could just turn around and shoot over you if he wanted to at at the three-point line. Again, AD is not an efficient three-point shooter and definitely not turning around either. So there are like there are a couple requisite skills that you need to improve upon if you want to improve upon a skill. Yes, yeah, shooting is a learned skill. Anybody can get better at it. That's true. No question about it. But the fact is some people are good at certain certain things and they should just stick to it. I mean, you know, if I if if I had a if I had a girlfriend, Gerald, and uh, she wants to learn how to drive stick. Am I going to pull the car over based on Joe and Zangerstein and anyone else's advice and say, oh, you can't drive stick? Okay, well, 
just go go out and learn. And then the clutch gets flooded, and then I have yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good idea. Not that happened to idea. me once, so <laughs> that's a, but that's another story that's another story but yeah no that's not a good idea so I, sometimes Gerald's right you got to stick with what works and what works with AD is 16 feet in uh, yeah of course of course you want to see a sprinkling of threes for you know a little change of pace or di- a little diversification it's like with Joel Embiid does do the Philadelphia fans absolutely love Joel Embiid taking threes no, they don't. No, and neither but, does he. But he said, "I no, he had." Said to, he I, likes threes. He well, said he, he likes to shoot. At, at first, he didn't, Gerald, because Ben Simmons wasn't shooting them. That's why he was forced into taking yeah. them. Right okay. now, he does. Now he does because he's gotten better, better at it. Right because they asked him to get better at it. But yeah, exactly, Gerald. It's still not where he's best suited. You know, you throw it down underneath and have him do you know what he can on virtually every other center of the league, but. Joe, let me ask you a little bit about the rotation before we head on out. Some of the guys that we did get to see today, as far as the back end of rotation is concerned, we got some minutes out there from Christian Wood, got some minutes out there from Rui Hashimura. These are guys who are expected to be coming off the bench on a regular basis for us. Uh, who else stood out as far as players that you need to see a little bit more of as far as so they could be considered a part of the rotation? I don't think we need to see anyone else, honestly. I think uh... – Looking at let's say eight to nine, right? You're looking at LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Rui, Austin, Gabe Vincent, Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, Christian Wood. I, I guess. Would you, you could... put this is where you get the two, the Jackson Hayes? This is where you get to Max Christie. This is where you get to Cam Reddish. I don't know how that's going to turn out, guys. There's this not enough minutes for everyone. If you're running an eight and nine, it, I don't know where that. Who else? It's going to have to be one of those things where Gabe Vincent's out because of his back or his leg or LeBron might be, you know, might have sprained his ankle and he's out for a week or, you know, yeah, that's when those guys can all kind of maybe pull their their own weight. There's just not enough minutes, guys. And what the Lakers did in the offseason is they, they planned for this so that in case these injuries, these little knickknack things do pull up, They've got reinforcements that could come in and and fill in the gaps. That's essentially what that's going to be. And that's what I would say 9 to 12, 9 to 14, those guys have to understand that that is their value to this team. Now, if if Max Christie come January starts hitting three threes in each game and is playing stop defense, that's a guy that can change his destiny. Because he's actually a player that can do both. And he's got length. So he's got the physical attributes. And if he's doing what he's supposed to do on offense and then on top of that defense, then that can shift. That can shift. I don't see Cam Reddish. He's like a one-way street. I don't know if that's ever going to really have a lot of value unless... Plus, he got hurt, so you really haven't gotten to take a a good look at it. And Jackson Hayes, guys, Jackson Hayes is is just... He's Jackson Hayes, okay? He's Jackson Hayes. He'll he'll have some value here and there, but I'm just not looking at Jackson Hayes and Cam Reddish and any of the young guys as as guys that are going to tip the scales. They're just not. And they don't need to. That's the beauty of this. They don't need to. They have enough guys. 
and they showed it today, and they showed it against the Kings. They even showed it a little even the first time they played the Warriors and Breezy's. I saw a lot of the games between those three, and I saw every second tonight. I am already satisfied, and I'm ready for the regular season because I think this team is going to really, really ball. They're going to compete, even if they, let's say, lose the opening night. I don't see them getting blown out by 20, even in Denver. So compete. You lose a couple close games to good teams, that's fine. And if you don't believe me, you watch the 2020 Lakers. They were beating every team they were supposed to beat. They were losing close games against the really good teams. They'd win one here, one there, but they were losing to the really good teams, and then it shifted in February. Then they start beating them. So I'm okay. Competition, being competitive, you know, those are the things I look at, especially when it comes to an 82-game season. That's what's important. Are you improving? Are you getting better? Are you doing the stuff you're supposed to do? Because if you lose to a team that's good it's, and, and it's competitive, hey, that's that's sports. You have to understand that. And right now, I still see them actually being really good, especially if they can withstand this first month uh, strength of schedule. They come out this first month playing well and having a good record. That means – this is just going to get better and better for them as the year progresses. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers unfortunately lose 129 to 125. Matching man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Be a part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live game coverage Sunday, 4 p.m. against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Dettacumpo and Damian Lillard are expected to play in that game. Maybe LeBron won't from what I was reading. And so it looks like Magic Man, I will say on the air, it looks like more and more that you may be right. And as what was inferred by, I think it was Dave McMenamin uh, in the tweet earlier today that he played today, but he probably will not play on Sunday, which I'm um, kind of a little bit disappointed because it would have been nice to see, you know, against uh, a team that's one of the favorites to go for the title. But be that as it may, the Lakers, though, today did a little bit more of what we're used to seeing from last year that, that you know, they did so well. They got to the line 11 more times than the Golden State Warriors and, de- you know, just basically just killed them on the fast break, 20 points to seven. But still, after all that, the rookies, unfortunately, managed to go ahead and allow the lead to be evaporated. And unfortunately you saw what you saw at the, at the second half, but the Lakers have got to shoot better than 62% for the free throw line. If you are going to go to the free throw line 11 more times than your opponent, it's unacceptable that you shoot so bad from the line magic man. Yeah. Gerald, uh, you know, bad, bad recipe to try and win a basketball game, right? Not hitting yep. your free throws getting out rebounded badly in uh, the last 24 minutes. Just, it, it sounds like it, it, that was part and parcel of uh, why we let a lot of games slip through our fingers last year. Um, just that attention to detail and not being able to hit your free throws. A um, little frustrating. Absolutely. And uh, well, uh, I appreciate the kudos drilled. It doesn't really mean a whole hill of beans. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate it nonetheless. I, I per I I just had an inkling that this is the Warriors, and if you're uh a you know a young family, uh maybe that's your only uh 
game this year, and even if it's in the preseason, tickets are still fairly expensive uh, at the Crypt. Um, so being able to take uh, family to see LeBron and Steph, um, Steph's an exciting player for for any for any uh, anyone. Um, Giannis and Dame. I hear you, Gerald. As a hoophead, that would that would be an exciting game. But I think uh, I think you know LeBron understands the same thing that Michael and Kobe did. Is that if I'm available and I can play for for the working man, I will. So you know, hats off. Um, and like like you said, Gerald McMenamin basically said that yeah, he's probably not going to play Sunday. And is he going to play in Palm Springs, Gerald? I hope he only plays the first half. If he does. Doesn't need to play the whole game. Um, we're still a, a little less than a week out from Thursday because I think the season starts twenty fourth, so that'd be the Wednesday. I, I think you know if he's got if he wants to play, he wants to play. I, I really hope he doesn't though. So let me ask you this, Joe. Of course, the rookies. You saw some good things from Colin Castleton. I saw some good things from Demoy Hodge. First really good exhibition game for him today. But uh, once again, JHS, like you talked about with the confidence issues that he may have, especially after the bad call on him, uh, pretty good going in through the lane and actually did some nice passes, but overall struggled again. He has not found a shot at all at any point in time in the exhibition or the summer league. It just seems to be very concerning. Meanwhile, a guy that was picked two picks after him, Brandon Posiemski, uh, on the court, been very impressive for the Warriors in both the games against the Lakers. When you see that from a guy that was picked two picks behind JHS and you see JHS still continue the struggle, what does that tell you, Joe? It doesn't tell me anything yet. Uh, we've discussed another player. I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, oh, Cam Whitmore? Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. You were saying? Yeah. Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say Pam um, Black less, but uh, I think people would have figured out what it was. Yes. But but the the <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I, I feel like I'm reiterating this. He he does not need to be great now or good at this point. No, but he 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 needs to have signs of improvement, and we just have not even seen the smallest really signs. Care. Of I don't really care about. Shafino right now and whether his he's needs to show us something. Oh, I would, if there's an injury, you might need to worry about it. Mm, uh, good luck. Uh, the the Lakers might have made a huge mistake there, and, and they're one of many teams that might have made a huge mistake, which is why it gets brought up because we saw something unprecedented in the NBA. You usually see this in the NFL. You don't see it in the NBA. You don't see a freak athlete who can ball. And it was, you know, from my rec from my recollection, not a guy that's got problems like mental problems. You don't see a guy like that that's a top five pick potential wise go down to the twenty. That's why it was. That's why it's been a discussion that people can't seem to talk about. I know people are tired of it, but it's 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 still an amazing situation that that that, that developed. And then you see him play in the in the, in the preseason, and he is jumping out the building guys this is an nba the, these are the greatest athletes on the planet nba players guys that can jump over cars guys that have big hands guys that can long jump 
very, very far if they have to, things like that. So when you have a chance to find the right guy or if the right guy falls in your lap, you need to take advantage of it. At this point, it seems like the Lakers are playing the long ball with Jalen, and we're going to have to wait. If Jalen hits shots, if he starts making shots a la D'Angelo Russell the next couple of years, then he'll be fine. But if he doesn't, he has no career in the NBA, at least not as a regular contributor. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 129 to 125. We'll finish this conversation up on, on the rookies and whatnot, Sean, by saying, again, not just Cam Whitmore, but again, outplayed for the second game in a row when it comes to the Lakers and Warriors by Brandon Posiemski, who is drafted two slots after what we saw from JHS. So your thoughts on that, my friend, are you, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm concerned as of yet, because again, it's so early in his career, but we have just not seen one good offensive game from, from JHS as of yet so far. I just would like to see the kid, like you said, for his confidence, like Joe said, for his confidence, need to just see one good game, one time where we can see a majority of his shots go in. I think that would help him a lot. Yeah, Gerald, you, you never know. That could be uh, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel because it, it, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure his confidence is a, is a little up in the air right now and it shouldn't be, you know, he's still a young man. Um, and we talked about this before. He's not a finished product on the core or off. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm at this point in time, just kind of rooting for him to have just a just a smidgen of a of a of a decent game offensively, so you can take some of that uh, with you um, into the season when I, you know, you're going to be assigned to the G League and the South Bay Lakers a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, Gerald. I, I just think for his confidence. He needs a better game because, as like as you said, um, look, look at these numbers for for his opponent here. Uh, four for eight from the field. Yeah, he's one for five from three. We're talking about pods, but Gerald he had ten assists. Ten assists. He was really facilitating well against a, a Laker team that was playing their their nine man rotation, and he played well. And that says something to me. It may not say something to anybody else, but it says that that player who's drafted uh, behind JHS is ready to play in the NBA, although he may not uh, with his team as well, may be forced into G League, but he's more ready than JHS is. That's 100% sure, Gerald. Well, the only thing is Zanger sign says Pod fits the Warriors because he's known as a shooter. And even on a date, you're right. He's a better shooter, you know, by reputation uh, than what we saw or what we were told from JHS. And I'm just telling you right now, Joe, with Podziemski, he didn't shoot well from behind the arc, but still found ways to make positive plays for the Golden State Warriors today. And he finished up with a plus 16, 10 points. 10 assists for the kid and six rebounds, four of eight, one of five from behind the arc, but most of his shots inside he, he make. It's just these things where he's already getting it. You see when a kid like him gets it that 
okay, I'm not hitting from the outside, but I'm trying to contribute in other ways. That's what I want to see from JHS. You're starting to see a little bit, Joe, because again, his drives towards the basket, starting to make a little bit better choices. So if he's not shooting well from the outside or basically anywhere, at least going ahead and make his contribution in other ways. He did command the offense pretty, pretty well with the with the mm-hmm. the end of the, the the G League guys, I should say. Uh, and but he didn't make his free throws either. See, that's the other yeah. problem is between him and Jackson Hayes, they only hit two free throws out of I believe seven. Yeah, uh, it's five free throws in a, in a close game. Uh, LeBron missed three too, uh, which takes us up to eight. Eight free throws between those three guys. If if they hit four more free throws, if they hit half of those, and then Jackson Hayes one of four as well. But I'm not. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not expecting uh, Jack, Jackson Hayes. Unfortunately, is the the one guy that I've picked that will probably bomb, based off of the information that I've gotten from Pelican fans. Uh, I hope he doesn't, but that's likely the player that will not likely play well and be probably seeing the bench a lot especially now that Christian Wood is here. If Christian Hood wasn't here, then you'd have to kind of maybe continue to put a a square peg into a round hole in some areas, but Christian Wood kind of solved that problem. So I'm not too worried on that. And then he's kind of the backup or some kind of coverage for AD if he misses, let's say, 10, 12 games. Uh, Hood Shafino is feeling the heat, guys. If you guys think we're not – if you guys think we're the only ones – Hearing the names before, after, or I should say after, really, uh, he hears it. Trust me, these guys are all on social media. They spend half their life on there because they, they don't know any better. And he's hearing it, and I think he's pressing. I think a lot of the reasons why he's not shooting well and a lot of reasons why he isn't commanding the offense as much as he probably would like is because he is pressing. And plus, don't forget, he's playing for the L.A. Lakers, and he's playing it with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But we were saying these things in the summer league as well. You were saying it. I didn't say anything. You were saying he was absolutely awful. I said he was awful, but I didn't go into detail. Okay. And, you know, I'm I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the pick. And hopefully he will change all of our minds on that as he continues to try and get more Hope is, is for the... For the dead fish in the sea, I don't. Get well, the dead it. fish are hoping that Jalen Hood Chafino. Uh, I don't care about on his game. I don't want to hope. Okay, he needs I, to I, work on his game. Like you I don't said want to hear earlier. the word hope. Well, I hope. I don't uh, want to hear the word hope. Do well, it. Just freaking do it. Either you you do it or you don't. I uh, hope e- so. Even your boy Yoda said that. So my don't, boy Yoda. Don't, don't don't act like I'm the only one that that tells you that. Your favorite your favorite character says it too. So. Roll, roll with that. Well, I didn't know he was my favorite character. I don't have any Yoda things hey, around house. What are you going to do? Change, change Hood Shafino to Hope Shafino? Is that yeah, what you're going to do next? I hope he does. I yeah. hope he pans out. Yeah, you hope you do? Okay, keep hoping. Uh, I, I'm going to keep hoping. You'll on be waiting for that hope. Absolutely. Well, that's all dependent on him and Drinking how much work he blue puts blue milk in, in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I don't know how Jalen Hood Shafino got into Yoda and that Star Wars reference. Joe is... I think sometimes he goes a galaxy far, far away. But uh, Magic Man, when it comes to JHS, again, uh, I saw some things that I liked. You know, obviously him being able to penetrate and be able to dish some of the good things there. But, you know, he's got to go ahead and get a lot of reps. He needs a lot of minutes at the G League level. I really think that's going to be beneficial for him. 
you know, if you're the coaching staff, is that what you're talking about? Seventeen overall pick is not supposed to be a G League player. Well, okay, hearing this crap, your seventeenth pick is not supposed to be a G League player. Just remember that when you're hoping. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Joe. Do you really think he's going to do well just sitting there in his in the sweats right there in the Lakers sweats? Telling you, DMP. Each and every game. You, I'm saying this for those who are listening, who keep saying to us things. I'm just going to leave it at that. Young Africa, Joe and I screamed that on draft night that we should have drafted Cam Whitmore. We just got best emails. player available. We got we got always we no got yelled at. We we got no. emailed how wrong we were or how we should not be keep on talking about Cam Whitmore. But we and see him three days ago get 15 points, and you, and you see that. Even see if it. it's a bomb, this is something I need to make very clear. Even if you're risking a bomb, it's still the 17th pick. You're still the L.A. Lakers. You risk at 17 with an athletic freak, which is what that guy is. And imagine you guys went all this – Mental game with with Christian Wood. That's why Christian Wood is 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 playing ball right now because Darvin Ham and Rob Palenka were on the phone with him every single day. Hey man, what's going on? Hey, what are you doing? You, you, you're talking about a guy who's got a big ego, right? He wants that money, right? Big ego, big. These guys were just coaching him and coaching him, coaching him. Hey man, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? He's wanted. These guys want to be wanted. Everybody wants to be wanted. The majority of people in the world want to be wanted, especially professional athletes who who have large egos. They want to be wanted. Okay, want free, free smoke. Want. We agree with you. We agree with you, free smoke. But then we call it out and we tell it like it is the way he's playing right now and what we wanted instead, and we get called out. And and, and it's very important that you guys also understand that there's a lot of people out there that call it like it is. But some of those clowns are full of it, too. The difference between those clowns and us is we actually back it up because we are in the results business. Results is all that matters. We still have some time, but why wait? I don't like to wait. I don't have patience. Get the guy now. Should have got the guy now. He bombs, he bombs. It's 17th pick. It's not... Trading up to get Markel Fultz and destroying your entire process. Okay? It's 17. Get the best player available, please. This guy could have helped us. Could have been a better version of Shannon Brown with this team. Could you imagine that? But anyways, I'm not going to stick to that. I'm done. I've said that. I'm I'm probably done with that discussion. I'm not going to have this discussion every damn week. This team right now is playing really, 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 really well. Yes. The players that matter, the players that are going to be in the rotation are playing very well. And a lot of them are young and hungry and showing what they're doing. Let's support that. Let's get past these next two games healthy and ready. And let's yes. go to Denver Denver, and whoop that ass and start telling everybody who's coming. Couldn't agree more myself. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, you unfortunately lose 129 to 125. Please join us for our coverage of the Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks Sunday at 4 p.m. Sean, 
It's going to be on playback.tv slash Acres Fast Break. What are you expecting come Sunday? Or what are you looking at? You know, with, with two games left in the exhibition season, what are you uh, maybe going to look at primarily as we get closer and closer to the regular season? Yeah, Gerald, I, I uh, hope, hopefully Vincent's ready to go from the next uh, game or so. But Just a little uh, bit of back stiffness, I heard. Yeah, nothing really too good. Yeah, nothing too serious from the from the what heel on Jared like Vanderbilt's the one that's kind. Of, yeah, they say he's going to be ready for the the regular season, but not getting the reps in is kind of concerning because he's supposed to be in your rotation, possibly even still a starter. You know, depending on you know who you talk to and who you ask, or who, you know what the, obviously on the mind of Darvin Ham. Also, you have the fact that Cam Reddish has played just a very small minutes here in the exhibition season. That looks like he's probably not. He's going to be buried on the bench, so he'll never even get any ups unless you really got some got some things going on with injuries. So I feel sorry for the kid because again. This was somebody who I didn't want on the team, but I know that a lot of people had expressed a lot of interest on Cam Reddish. We heard it since December about, oh, look at the highlights here. Look at the highlights here. Why can't we get this guy in the Lakers? Well, we got this guy in the Lakers. He hasn't been able to do too much. I hope, sorry, Joe, that he feels better and gets well soon and gets an opportunity to play before the exhibition season ends. Yeah, I I, I agree, Gerald. Uh, hopefully he does. And, I agree with the last part of what uh, Joseph Soro was saying there. Uh, yeah, we're in win-now mode, not win-later mode. No. So win-now mode means that who's ever playing the best at the time gets the lion's share of the minute, regardless of where the hell you think you're supposed to play or where you were drafted or whatever. It doesn't well, the thing matter. is, though, Magic Matt, if he plays well, he also becomes much more of a trade asset going forward. If you, this is a win now and you're thinking in February, you want to improve or upgrade a certain spot on your roster. JHS would be a, if he was playing well, would be a very tantalizing trade target for the Lakers or trade asset for the Lakers. I should say. You would think you would think so on the, on the face, on the face of that. Yes. So if that's the case. Yeah. Gerald. I don't. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't uh, pull the shoot there, and uh, just say, "Yep, yeah, we're in win now mode. The development isn't worth isn't worth the trouble right now, considering the fact that, you know, as as Joe reiterated in the summer and up until now, you you can you can make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, but you eventually got to own it and move on. And uh, maybe that would be a situation that happens, Gerald. I don't think so. Uh, could be wrong, but so, it sounds like they're he's in their long term plans. I'm with you. If the if the situation arises where he's been playing well, and there somebody's on the phone willing to uh, give the Lakers, you know, an impactful player, they want, you know, a package which includes JHS. I guess he'd have to, but that that speculation that's far down the road. Uh, I think at this point he can't help the big club at this point in time, Joe. It's just there's not enough there's not enough minutes. It's only forty eight minutes in a game. I don't even think there's a role enough for him to carve out, even if he was necessarily playing well. Because that, Gerald, we've seen it time and time again before, and this is more. This has more to do with the the NBA football than the other sports is. After about 10 or 15 
games, teams get enough film on you where they can break down tendencies and what you don't do very well. I'll just quick example. When the Miami Dolphins rolled out the Wildcat in the NFL, nobody really had a defense for it. But then an offseason rolled around. They retried the Wildcat and really didn't work. Same thing in the NBA. We've seen it time and time again last year, year before. Paolo Bancaro comes out guns a-blazing. And Cade Cunningham the year before as well. But after about 10, 15 games, you can bet they hit that rookie wall. There's enough film out there that people study your tendencies, study what you're not good at, and really focus their defense or a part of their defense on making you the worst version of yourself, not the best version of yourself. So I I just, for JHS's sake, you know, he needs to, like, like we've been saying, like he needs to get actual playing time in the G League. He needs constant developing. Developing in the weight room, film room, he need everything, Gerald. I mean, you know, don't and please, JHS, don't hire Lethal Shooter to be your shooting coach. Somebody else, somebody else, because we saw what happened when Kyle Kuzma hired him, and Kyle only started shooting when he got rid of Lethal Shooter. Well, Kyle's still not a great shooter from behind the arc, he, but no, he's not. He loves to shoot, anyways. He loves to shoot a lot. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win. Unfortunately, no, they lost 129 to 125, but they will hopefully win on Sunday at 4 p.m. with the Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks. It will be on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? No. All right. You get ready for uh, a rant on the refs, which you already did, or thoughts on the team, the rotation. That wasn't even my plan tonight, too. That happened at the end. Yeah. I was happy. I was was excited about the show today. Yeah. The Lakers were really good in that first half. That's what we need to take away is that they look really strong on the offensive end. Uh, They looked really good. Getting the ball to the right people to make the right shots, that's what it's all about. And if they can go ahead and take that into the regular season, I think we're going to be very strong on where we think the Lakers can be in the NBA and the Western Conference. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, Joe Soro, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again so much for watching and listening. Tomorrow, it is the Lakerholic Spotlight with Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Sweet, and, of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom and Magic Man, Sean Grice. He will be the babysitter. For those two as those two scream at each other for something who knows sean will just probably pick a topic and they'll start screaming at each other that's why you watch it that's why it's good that's why it's lakerholic spotlight we'll make sure it's covered for you as we head into another great lakers weekend and also as well we're going to go ahead and have a great time on sunday at playback.tv so Lakers fast break and our post game hopefully we can get z on here talking the WNBA Finals and also as well, of course, the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Looking forward to a great Lakers weekend right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.